to episode 69 of the Hillcrest Duo. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter, and along with me is Mr. Brad Risto. I'm at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Thank you for being with us. And we're taping this podcast live in Crest Hill, Illinois, on Saturday, September the 2nd. Brad, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? It's been a fun I'm, week, I think. Dude, fall is is here. Yeah, it is. I, it's uh, waking up in the morning, those chilly mornings, having a nice warm afternoon, and then mm-hmm. a chilly evening. I love Perfect it. Perfect weather. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, part of me can't wait for winter, if nothing else, because I did get that new car, and it has remote start, and I want to be able to put that to good use when it's freezing cold out and just, man, to have my car warm up while I'm not there. I thought you were going to make a Game of Thrones reference there when you said something about winter. Well, winter is coming. No, it already came. I know. Game of Thrones season wrapped up. I know you don't watch it, but I, I don't have HBO say, I anymore. Gotta say, I just got to say, if I'm going to bend the knee, I'm bending the knee to the Night King. He's my guy. He's my hero. He's got a zombie dragon. He's kicking ass. The Night King. You do realize he's probably going to lose, right? Um, eh, probably. He's a bad guy. Ah, la, uh, no, no, no. You have to go, ah, la, 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 not <laughs> listening, la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, the Night King. My guy. I'm bending the knee. All right, so Brad, um, tell me, uh, what have you done this week? For me, um, I've been playing a lot of Madden 18 because that just came out. Oh, is it good? I enjoy it. It has actually a pretty good story mode in the long shot. If this was the long shot was an actual reality show, it's the kind you would watch. It's basically the story of a QB who washes out of a major college, joins the army, and then tries to get drafted in the NFL. It's a very fun story. Oh, that's cool. No, I, I didn't fun. realize they were doing like a story oh, mode. Oh, there's a story mode. It's pretty fun to play. It has a lot of qu- quick time events that would probably turn a lot of people off, but I kind of dug it, and it's a very good story. I hope they um uh, continue Devin Wade's story in Madden 19, but it's the same basic Madden gameplay. I've led the Bears to the Super Bowl already. Oh, well, at least they're going. Yeah, you know, I I made a different decision than the real Bears. I started Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback in week one, and the Bears went 15-1. and one. Who'd you lose to? I can't remember. Um, It was an overtime game, and I got screwed on a bad penalty. It was pass interference. Oh, Gorsh pass interference. That, that's a game killer right there. Gorsh, blam it. But, no, I've enjoyed that. And also, last night, I got to watch the sequel to one of my favorite cult little movies, Kind of ironic that this is episode 69, as I got to watch the next chapter in Doug the Thug Glatt's story in Goon 2, The Last of the Enforcers. How was it? It was really, really good for the small independent sports comedy. Cause so was you, it more on the story or more on the comedy? What was? You know, it was a great balance of everything. A lot of good comedy. Um, uh, Ross the Boss Ray is back, and he's funny again. Nice. Um, Doug is his same simple, nice self, and I, that's just one of my favorite parts about the Goon series is he's this big, hulking, just destroyer of worlds, but he's also just the nicest guy there is. Hi, thank you. Thank you, sir. And I just love that um, little dichotomy, but it is the movie that they do, they know their audience. They know that this is the kind of movie that you had to have seen the first one to actually enjoy all the jokes. They know that that's what most people are who are going to want to watch this have done going in, so they don't even pander to people who think this might be their first goon movie. Okay. It's just they completely expect you to see the first goon. 
Yeah, I got to give it a watch. I was kind of hoping they would put that in theaters. It is, actually. If you want to go out to St. Charles, you can catch it in theaters this weekend. Oh, it's in St. Charles. Yeah. I might have to do that on Monday. It is Labor Day weekend. It is. Yeah, it is. Happy Labor Day, but you can catch it out there. But if you don't want to, and if you want to be lazy and watch it with no pants on, you can watch it on iTunes and rent it. Seven bucks. Who says you can't go to the movie and watch it with no pants on? Well, I'm sure the owners of that theater might have a problem. Oh, okay. I went to uh, Wizard World last weekend. It was in town um, in Rosemont. In town in Rosemont. Yes. I ended up going on Sunday. This is the first time I've ever gone on a Sunday. Normally, I avoid conventions on Sundays, uh, mostly because a lot of the guests are gone. Yeah. Um, Usually, uh, the crowd's not as big. Uh, the one good thing about a convention on a Sunday is the deals you can get at the vendor tables. Oh, Everybody, yeah. especially the vendors that aren't making their money. Like if you've mm-hmm. got a table and you're not even like about to break even, yeah. you're just going to drop your prices on everything. The oh, yeah. just try to break even on the on the weekend. So you, you can get some good deals on there if you're a shopper. I'm not that much of a shopper at these no. conventions. I do like the look. And if I see something that kind of stands out, then I'm like, ooh, that's a bargain. I, I, want, I want it, but, but I want that. I usually get it. You see, I have more self-control, but, you know, I've kind of had that because I remember, is, um, this is going to go back to a sports metaphor, I remember going to a Bears game and I wanted the, I forget what kind of nuts, it was the the really good pecans, and it's like, oh, they're $4, I don't have that much, and we have three, but it was the late, middle, late of the fourth quarter, and he's like, I'll give it to you for three, oh, and nice. because he wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. But um, uh, Making some money is better than making no money. But uh, I was... Pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of cosplayers there on Sunday. Not as many as you would get on a Saturday at, of course at, at Wizard World, but there was quite a few there. Um, one of my favorites, and I'm giving—I don't even know who this guy is, but I'm giving him a shout out. He was the Incredible Hulk. Nice. So he was all green, like the Incredible Hulk, but wearing the Hulk Hogan shirt. The Hulk Hogan bandana, all the Hulk Hogan gear. comes crashing down. So the Hulkster did Incredible Hulk, Hulk Hogan, like... I wish you could have gotten a picture of um, him dropping the atomic leg drop on you. I I did get a picture with him. Uh, I know, I saw that one, and it was awesome, but I just would have loved... But I wanted one of him just dropping the leg drop on you. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, By the way, one of the worst finishers in the... History of professional wrestling. Yeah. Some celebrity updates. So I did get to meet Kevin Conroy. I'm very excited, very happy. Congrats. Uh, so uh, The best Batman. Let's just say it. He's he a legend. He is the best Batman. He is a legend. That is, uh, that's the word you put next to him. He's a legend. Legendary. Legendary Batman. Batman voice of everything, including the most recent animated feature, uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, where they team up. I went and saw that in theaters um, a couple weeks ago. Pretty pretty good movie. Batman and Harley Quinn teaming up to take down Poison Ivy, uh, who's about to end the world. So they had, you of know, course, you got to have Harley Quinn if you got to go after Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. They're BFFs. Um, really bad Batman trivia before that movie started, by the way. Yeah. So while you were sitting in the theater before the movie started, they're showing Batman trivia. It was a what was events. Harley Quinn's uh, original uh, career? Psychiatrist. Uh, who is Harley Quinn's longtime on and off boyfriend? Joker. Joker? Okay. <sighs> Just bad trivia. Those aren't good questions. You couldn't no, have they're thought. Not. They're not Those challenging. Are easy. Me. They're not challenging me. Um, I want to use my brain. I don't get used very often. I will say this about Wizard World, though. Um, very 
very overpriced. I, every yes. year, it just seems to get worse and worse. For well, Sunday admission, Sunday admission, one person, $60. Especially it gets can, you nothing but an entrance to go buy stuff. Especially when you compare it against C2E2, which is in downtown Chicago at McCormick Place. It's 45 bucks on Saturday, 35 on Sunday. C2E2 is just, and that one at least has a lot of cool panels that you can go to for free every day of the week. Yeah. This one, they all, the, all the big panels ca- are on Saturday. Sunday is a lot of just, you know. Inf- well, if you're a comic book fan, there are su- Sunday panels. Yeah. But, I mean, the panels with the celebrities and stuff, all those are on Saturday. Oh, of course. Um, you know, and Saturday admissions more money. Saturday, I want to yeah. say, is like 70 or 75. It's a I, ripoff, it's, and. If you're from where are you are, where we are, it's easier to get to downtown in Chicago because you can commute. You can take local rail. Yeah. Can't lo- local rail your way down to Rosemont. Well, speaking of, of Batman, though, later on on this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about some of the new stories oh, coming God. out regarding the Batman movie. Also, uh, news uh, coming out in the last few days about a Joker standalone movie. We'll share our thoughts yeah. on that. That's all coming up. We're also going to talk about Defenders. Spoilers included with the Defenders. We both finished the series. We're going to give our thoughts on it. Um, Before we get into that, though, another show I just started binge-watching. Brad, you got to watch it. Ozark, starring Jason Bateman. He directs it. He stars in it. It is the new Breaking Bad. That's what everybody's comparing it to. And when you watch it, you instantly pick up on the parallels to Breaking Bad. Well, I think I can already understand it. It's a hillbilly in the Ozarks doing uh, moonshine. No, money laundering. Close enough. But am I right, hillbilly? For for the cartel. Is he a hillbilly, though? No, he's not a hillbilly. He's actually, he's from Chicago. Oh, good for you, Jason. Actually, and his wife is from Naperville, so they, they, there's a <gasps> Naperville, Naperville shout out. There's some Chicago shout outs, but uh, yeah, they, I went to college in Naperville. Yeah, so there's there's some uh, there's a lot of some go to heaven and seven. Try the gumbo. But uh, I'm only about five episodes in. I won't spoil anything, but I just gotta say, for being like a Netflix show, obviously it's rated R. They show everything. I mean, there's no holding back. Like, you know, Breaking Bad kind of walked a fine line, but they never really crossed the line with, uh, uh, you know, murders and cussing and well, yeah. boobs, <laughs> which this show's got yeah, all the Yeah, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a new Jesse. There is a new. Uh, that's the thing about this show. Uh, Brian, you're going to watch it, and you're going to say, oh, that's Jesse. Um, that's Gus. Like, you find all the Breaking Bad well, characters. There's a lot in of archetypes. Yeah. That's fine. So, uh, but I love the show. It's a great show. I, I've got, I had one friend tell me he liked it more than Breaking Bad because it's a little bit more believable than Breaking Bad. The well, characters are a little bit more shark. relatable, more realistic. I mean, Jason Bateman's kind of like that nerdy Jason Bateman character he's in in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. You know, just really smart with money. And um, anyways, good show. I highly recommend it. Watch it, Brad. Okay. And uh, maybe in a few weeks we can uh, do a spoiler-filled episode where we uh, recap the whole show. Okay, speaking but of speaking that, Speaking of that, let's recap The Defenders. The Defenders. It... It was a very good series, mostly overall. It had a very good build in the first few episodes. First episode, you see what all four characters have been up to since their respective series last ended. Mm-hmm. Nice little um, uh, encapsulation there. Episode two, you get the them starting to meet up. Obviously, Jessica meets um, uh, Matt, and uh, Luke meets um, Danny. And then episode three, you finally get them uh, meeting all up together at the very end and until episode four, which was my favorite episode, by the way. 
in the Chinese restaurant. Oh, yes. That was awesome. Episode five, another fun one. And then six and seven kind of, you know, do what you were kind of expecting, a little bit of a slowdown as they get to the thrilling climax. And then, of course, episode eight. Yeah, I... So I, it was a very roller coaster like season. Yeah. I, it just it had its really good moments. It had bad moments, but the whole time I'm thinking, all right, you know, my first problem with the show is is just the, how the characters interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, my first problem with this show or with this series is I feel like as much as we love Luke Cage, I feel like Luke Cage would never do anything to help Danny Rand. I feel like in Luke Cage's world, Danny Rand is like the root of evil. He's a young kid, billionaire, cocky little kid. And Luke is like from the hood. He protects his brothers in the hood. You know, uh, he protects people that are down on his luck and, and they need some and they need some protection. He, he, I just feel like he would look at a guy like Danny Rand and be like, you're a billionaire. Just go buy some protection. Don't talk to me. Like, I just, that's how I feel like they would really play out with each other, that Luke wouldn't just wake up and be like, come on, Jessica, let's do the right thing and help Danny Rand out. Like, I just don't, I don't see that. Like, I can see see Matt doing that because Matt, Matt is the type of person where, like, he wants, he wants to help everybody. Well, also, well, they also see the reason why Luke is helping Danny is because he sees what the hand is and what the hand is doing to his neighborhood. For for him, at least the very beginning of this, it's a means to an end. They're, they both have the same enemy, the hand. And they do actually, I feel, a fairly good job at showing the progression of their friendship. Do I wish they did more? Yes. Yes, I do. In this case, it is part of the problem of them only having eight episodes. They could have probably used a whole episode, just like... um. Uh, we saw them in a, a fo- whole focused episode of just Danny and Luke Cage while Danny's tied up. Just them talking for 45 minutes. And I probably would have said that was my jam. I guarantee you. Yeah. I I will say this, though. Another thing that I I really didn't care for is the Danny Rand versus Matt, <laughs> Matt Murdock fight. I thought it was kind of cheesy. Well, like, yeah. Oh, you're not leaving. Yes, I'm leaving. You're not leaving. We're going to stop you. Boom. And then they break out into a fight. And yes. it was kind of like a half. It was conflict it was for a conflict fight. fight. It was like a fight like, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm going to fight you to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the traditional, the good guys have to fight each other, good um, fight that you have to have in every kind of team. They did this in the Avengers. They always, they did it in obviously Captain America Civil War. The good guys always have to battle each other for some contrived reason. This was the contrived reason in this particular series. All right. Well, I think we could all agree with the rest of the world that Danny Rand is like just the one character that just doesn't feel like he belongs. They didn't. And, they don't write and, him wrong. And, and, and you know, you point out that they don't write him wrong. They don't write him correctly. I I almost tend to just think that like maybe it's the actor and like the vibes he gets off that like he's just kind of a douche and. <laughs> And I don't know, is Danny Rand really like that in the comics? Is he douchey? Or no, is well, it just the, the way the actor is, plays he him? He hasn't got the jokes in this. That's the problem. He has not made many jokes. He has been whiny instead of being funny. 
Yeah. Danny's supposed to be a little bit more funny in the comics. Obviously, I'm happy to see more Colleen. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm glad to see her more involved. Because... Hey, I can't wait to see Daughters of the Dragon, personally. Yeah, that's going to be good. But I also want to see Heroes for Hire. I want to see the bromance continue because everyone loves a good bromance movie. Yeah, I, I know. I was kind of hoping for uh, another letdown. I was kind of hoping for a Punisher cameo. Well, there was the one. If you waited uh, at the very end of the last episode. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> you missed the Punisher's um, teaser. Oops. Oh, the teaser. Oh, wait. Oh, it was like a scene? Like an after credit scene? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I shut it off after the credits. I didn't think they did an after credit scene. <laughs> oh, Which, um, you missed something. I gotta something. go back. I gotta, I'm gonna YouTube it. <laughs> Jesus. Brad, you gotta <laughs> tell me these things. You finished the show before me. Um, I finished that that first weekend. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess overall, I'm just gonna say I think I like these characters having their own shows. So do I. Because I, mean, I like I cool like Jessica Jones together. on her own. I like Luke Cage on his own. I like Daredevil on his own. And I'm really excited to see Punisher on his own. Oh, that's gonna be now awesome. with Bloody Iron violence. Fist, Danny Rand. That's gonna be oh, I have nothing to do this week. I guess I'll watch season two of this when it comes. I want to. I want to see if they can do. I hope they do Heroes for Hire as. His second season, him and uh, Luke Cage teaming up, and just maybe it. maybe that's what they need to do because I I just feel like if they did another straight Iron Fist season two, that like people probably won't get into it. No, it it is the weakest of them all, and while you disagree with me, I feel this series did do a lot to repair Tanny's character a little bit. Well, I just kind of contradict myself. I think it, in the beginning it did a lot to help rebuild Danny's character, and then it all fell apart because. Part of my problem is they were doing a fairly good job at ma- rebuilding it and making this more of Danny Rand's story with the other guys being supporters. And then in the last episode, they're like, well, everyone likes Daredevil more anyway, so let's make it a Daredevil story. In the last episode. Yeah. They chickened out. And that was my pro- that's the big problem I have with episode eight. Is you've been building it as Danny, 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 Danny is the key. And then, man. Here you go, hmm. fan you. service. Uh. And credit to them for doing what they knew fans would like, but they should have either committed to that at the beginning and made it more Matt-centric or just gone whole hog and made it Danny. The problem is when you go half a loaf, it all falls apart. Yeah. All right, well, as we wrap up, um, I know we were going to get into some Batman and Joker talk, but uh, uh, quick Tibbet on. Oh, Justin wait, wait, wait. Can we? Um, t- I want to talk about one more good thing about this. Oh, yeah. Stick is still the man. Oh, Stick is badass. <laughs> St- when he gets caught and he's like, eh, I'm just going to get out of here, <laughs> cuts his hand off and runs. <laughs> I'm like, holy cat, crap, Stick, you the man. Stick is pretty awesome. And then obviously, yes, he goes to the desperate measure that he probably shouldn't have, but you're like, and I'm sure, though, you are like, yes. Yes, cut his damn head off. Chop Danny's flipping head off. I was rooting for End him. Aw, you ruined it, Matt. I hate you now, too. Yeah. You too, Jessica. You're all, all on my enemies list. Uh, what's your take on uh, Ale- A- Alexandra's character? Oh, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver? I thought she was pretty damn imposing as a leader. Obviously, she didn't. She doesn't have the powers of Madame Gao because we saw what Madame Gao could do to Matt. And um, Danny in other episodes, just a touch, and Danny went flying. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I guess another disappointing thing, because they tease this a lot in the show. They tease how the hand, if you kind of interfere with them, not only are they going to come after you, but they're going to go after all your loved ones. Yes. I, I, not going to lie, Brad, I'm a little disappointed a loved one didn't die. I was kind of <clears> hoping that would help progress the story, is if somebody who's connected to one of these characters got killed by the hand. As sort of a sign of, hey, we told you not to mess with us. You see, now I'm trying to think of who we would have to have killed off, though. Who are I you mean, thinking? Can't be Foggy. Can't be Karen. Karen has to be, um, uh, Karen's an integral part of the next story for Matt. Yeah. It can't be Foggy. Um, can't be Rosario Dawson. No, Rosario Dawson's too important. Can't uh, be Misty. Can't be, um, Colleen. Hey, uh, I suppose, hey. that, well, here's one it could have been, I suppose, just because it would have been a throwaway. Many people probably would have called this a cop-out, but have it be Ward. Yeah. Enough of a connection for Danny, but not enough that it would um, be detrimental. Um, I'm trying to think if I, there's anyone in... Um, uh, well, there was kind of. I mean, kinda. it could have been Colleen. Could have been Colleen, and we kind of got that in, um, uh, for Luke Cage as the kid got killed in jail. Yeah. I can consider that pretty close. Because that is um, his community, and they went after his community, which, once again, that's what forced him to team up with Danny. He didn't necessarily want to, but he recognized the threat the hand was to his community. Mm -hmm. His people were being victimized by the hand. And I have to say, destroying bodies by going in with acid. Whew, nasty stuff. But my question is, you have this acid on your back. Instead of... Uh, um, using that on Colleen and Danny, they go into a fist fight mode. Wouldn't your first thought be, whatever? <sighs> yeah, just right throw in the face. Right at them. Yeah, but no, I, I, they I, try and do a fist fight with a chick with a sword just, and a guy with a glowing fist. They're staying true to their core values, Brad. <laughs> we we're only supposed to spray the bodies, not actual people. And then of course the guy runs, and then uh, what was uh, one of the coolest things Danny ever did was. Break um, uh, Luke Cage's goddamn jaw. Yeah. That was cool. You have to admit that. You might not like Danny, but you'd, you'd, you'd probably even like, okay, Danny, that was cool. I'll give you that one. I'll give you one. But as we close out, obviously, there were high hopes for this series. And early on, it looked like they were going to deliver, and then it just sputtered out. Kind of a disappointment. But overall, it was a fun ride, for me at least. Yeah, I, I would say it was a fun, fun ride. Good, good. If, if not, su not substantial, but fun. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good time killer, I guess. <laughs> for, it's a time Netflix. sink. But now we've got Ozark to watch. Yes. And Narco season three just came out on Netflix too. So, uh, my Netflix queue will be busy here the next few weeks. Um, but uh, looking at some of the news out there, a lot of Batman related news. Yes. Um, We'll start off with the Batman. There's a new story out of the Hollywood Reporter claiming that the the plan is indeed for the new Batman movie titled The Batman to be a standalone movie, not going to be part of the uh, Justice League DC, uh, DC universe. universe. Um, and obviously, Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves is is going to be still behind that. But uh, uh, the the one big mystery we have, and we keep hearing back and forth gossip is is ben affleck going to be involved in this we keep hearing yes and then we hear no and then we hear maybe and then we hear no and then we hear 
Well, there's no official word from Warner Brothers, no official word from Ben Affleck. Right. So it's a it's just like gossip in the in the newswire um, at this point. Um, but if it was a standalone movie, not part of the DCU, wouldn't it make sense to cast a new Batman? Yes, it would. Because if it's not part of the DC extended universe, you don't need Ben Affleck. You can choose anyone. It could be you, Metal. Yeah, I mean, but here's the other thing I look at with this is, I mean, we've already had a Batman trilogy, and then we have Batman versus Superman, then we got Justice League, and now you're going to go and basically do a new Batman trilogy. Yeah, it would seem that way. I mean, as much as I love Batman movies, I just don't know if I'm, like, 100% in favor with this. I would rather them stick with the current universe, have Ben Affleck be in it, and make it a Batman story mm-hmm. that's tied to this. At least that's what I think That's what I would happen. love. To, and then, it and, can be a small story, just like a lot of some of the Marvel stories are just small tidbits, but make it part of the universe. You don't need to have... I think what they are afraid of is they're going to want what Marvel does and have characters that are going to appear in future movies, and they don't want to commit to that. I, it can be just a small side story. I don't care. Uh, I mean, again, I, I, I have a feeling... And, and maybe maybe this is the thought process. Do you think that these team-up movies like the Avengers and Justice League, do you think these have a short lifespan? I don't know because Marvel has been doing them since 2008, almost a decade. I don't consider that a short lifespan. I just but consider I'm just saying it, that it like might... I mean, do you think? Do I think? Do you think life... people are just going to get burnt out on Avenger movies? And and if they do, say three Justice League movies, do you think people are just going to be like, I, I want more standalone movies? And maybe they're just setting themselves up to say, look, the team up uh, movies are the thing now, but four years from now, five years from now, we we need to b- put more individual movies out. You see that what I like about the smaller movies in the Marvel Extended Universe, and we'll say even say in the DC Extended Universe, is they are individual stories that just are part of a greater arc. And I kind of appreciate that. It's just one long story. And I don't think that will end any time. People like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, I mean, and that's one thing Marvel is doing well, is just kind of, you know, Iron Man's got his own stories. Mm-hmm. Hulk, you know, I, I mean, Thor's take- got his movies. You know, these guys got their own movie trilogies going on on top of the Avengers stuff. Justice League kind of is just doing Justice League, and right. then they're going to possibly do individual movies, or maybe they're doing Justice League with no individual movies, and if they decide to do an individual movie, it'll be a separate, it won't be part of this storyline. Take a look at um, really movies weird. like Wonder Woman and the upcoming Captain Marvel. They don't even necessarily need to be at the present time. Correct. They can be individual stories. Maybe it'll be um, a slightly younger Batman than right now because Ben Affleck, can, uh, they can young him down. They can give us the story of what happened to Joker. I mean, not Joker, what, what happened to Robin. I'm I would we, appreciate that. I'm hoping that. we get something like that in the Justice League movie. I really do. I hope, well, I just hope we get that as the individual movie for Batman, but that's me. Yeah, that there's there, there's that too. Um but, uh, well, another announcement that just came out here in the last day. But as is, I said, the Joker, I, when I meant Robin, but yeah, he's going to be getting a standalone movie. Warner Brothers is developing it, um, which I, I, I'm on board with this. But a, I am a, not. A, apparently, Warner Brothers is already saying this is going to be set apart from the DC Extended Universe. Fine. Um, Todd Phillips is rumored to be the director who did the Hangover movies. Um, 
Martin Scorsese is on board as a producer, which immediately started sending up flags that maybe Leo is the front runner for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a rumor, though. Nothing's been confirmed on that. He'd be a good Joker, but my problem is it's going to be an origin movie, and I do not appreciate origins for the Joker. Uh, I agree. I One of the best parts about the Joker is you don't know what made him him. I agree. I agree on those fronts. Um, Mystery is what makes them but fun. But I do, I, I, I'm, of course, you know, I'm open to somebody saying, you know what, if we were going to do a Joker origin movie, this is how it would have went down. At least with Tim Burton's Batman 89, you know, you kind of saw him be like a crime boss and, you know, he was getting double crossed by his boss. Yes. and. Finally, you know, this event happens to him, and he's able to kind of embrace it to turn against his boss and take over the crime family. And, again, at the same time, became, like, psychotic with it. and yes. And goofy with it. And and it was almost like all the chemicals stuff, like, really, like, warped his mind. I, I mean, I appreciated that. Even though Joker has always just appeared as the Joker. Yes. And you never knew anything about who he was before the Joker. Um, few things about this movie that... I have reservations with. Well, one, Todd Phillips directing it. He's a comedy guy. I don't know if I want this to be comedy. That's my other thing is even well, though the Joker's going, funny. They are laying in. Here's, you know, when I heard Martin Scorsese's name tied to it, here's what I'm thinking. I'd love to them play on the gangster aspect where he's like a crime boss gangster, like maybe up and coming guy. It's similar to what they did in Batman 89, where he's mm-hmm. like but a younger version of him, where he's like yeah. kind of a young, up-and-coming, like, street gangster. Because yeah. Scorsese does gangster movies well. Departed's a great movie. I love the and, Departed. And Leo, everything Leo does with Scorsese is a home run. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, if you want to go that angle, I'm all in favor of it. But now if you're going to go straight goofball bozo circus yeah, with Todd Phillips, I this have... has potential to be a disaster. Um, this has the p- p- potential to beat Spider-Man three in terms of overblown disappointments. Yeah. So, but oh well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that one. We'll see how the news develops on it. But uh, I think that'll wrap us up for yeah. episode sixty-nine of the Hillcrest Duo. That is Mr. Brad Risto. I am Outsider Brad on Twitter. Go see Goon Two. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio. Start watching Ozarks before the bandwagon. Takes full flight. Everybody's talking about it like it's the next Stranger Things. I want. <laughs> I like being a bandwagoner. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. We'll see you next week for episode number seventy. Hit the big seven zero. Oh.